You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Uh, privileged to be partnered with uh, BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. And again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Claimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, now joined by Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. We're going to get to Jay, uh, uh, Jaden Bradley. We're going to get to Jaden Bradley here in a few minutes. But first, uh, we've got to discuss the elephant in the room and about uh, Jaden Delora. By now, I think everybody knows. Here's where we're going to stand, though, at this point. We're just going to because, again, I don't know everything. Nobody else knows everything as well. It's kind of a murky issue. So we're just going to talk about what we know at this point. We're not going to conjecture. We're not going to speculate because that's not fair to uh, either side. Now, here's what we do know. Arizona Wildcats uh, Jane, uh, quarterback Jane Delora uh, uh, settled a civil lawsuit um, after uh, a, basically a civil sexual assault lawsuit um, for a, something that occurred about almost five years ago in his native uh, state of Hawaii. It's tricky because he's underage at the time, so there's a lot of speculation on what we do know, what we don't know, but um, – that's kind of where we're at. The Hawaii News first reported this on Wednesday. Uh, the accuser is um, there were, uh, as far as what we know from a, a background with the um, uh, criminal proceedings, this stuff is all sealed because it is they, these, this was an underage allegation right here. So, again, what we know, though, for a fact is that Jaden Delora and an ex-teammate of his have settled um, a uh, uh a civil lawsuit against them. And that's what we know at this point, the U of a, I would imagine is going to have to speak on this. The uh, I would be surprised if they didn't or issue some form of a statement, but Jason Shear, that's what we know at this point. Those are really the only hard facts we know, because again, this was an under this, all this happened when all parties were underage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really tough in these situations because you read the details that were released and it obviously sounds awful. Um, it, the, the issue is that from a reporter standpoint, at least all the, the juvenile records and all that are sealed. So we don't know why he pled. We don't know if a deal was made. We don't know if, you know, there were text messages mentioned, but we don't have access to those, all that. It's basically all we have is the civil, you know, statement from a lawyer with no, you know, it, it's, it's tough. We know there was involvement. We know that they're settled financially. We don't even know the amount. We don't know what the settlement included. We just know that it's settled and that's it. And, you know, I don't know how much more we're going to find out, but I would assume at some point Arizona has to say something. And we don't know. And I got to be clear about this. We don't know what happened in the, the juvenile proceedings right there. Because, again, these things are sealed. That's what makes this more difficult. Now, you're seeing a lot of reports out where some uh, alleging, you know, this happened, this happened. That could all very well be true. It could not be true. We don't know because we don't have access to those files. And that's what makes this unique. 
Yeah, I mean, in, in like, for instance, we know that um, according to the Hawaii news article, documents, whatever, Jaden Delora had to write an apology letter, and then it was basically dropped. And it's like, okay, was that part of the plea? Like, we'll drop it if you apologize and admit to it, or you could go to jail and we're doing a criminal trial. Like, it's it, we don't we, we don't, don't, we don't have, have we don't have any of that information, and that's where again it uh, in my and that's basically what we're going to report here. Um, we're not going to get into the L back and forth if and when we get more information, we're definitely going to talk about it. But at this stage in the game, I don't think it's fair to either side right there to really conjecture on things that we don't know about. Again, I would imagine that Arizona will have to will release a statement at some point. Um, but other than that, we don't have anything more to go on than what the average average person has to go on right here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and you know, when Arizona makes a statement again, assuming they do, they may not. They they really right. may not. Their statement could be as simple as we've handled it internally. That's it. We're moving on. I mean, it, right. it really could be, and we'll see. Um, again, it's it's going to be hard for anyone to really dig deep on it because everything's sealed unless one of the lawyers wants to basically give a, a news station or something, the files that are sealed because they have right. those. Right. So again, we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date. And when we know more, we'll tell more, but on this podcast though, we try to keep things uh, rationally optimistic around here. And Arizona got great. Arizona basketball got great news. Jaden Bradley has committed to the university of Arizona. He will be here next year just to rehash Five-star kid last year. Arizona uh, came in second um, to uh, Alabama. But Jaden Bradley, I think, uh, discovered that Arizona is a better place for him. He got out of that Alabama program as well. And I think that he's going to be a starter here at the U of A. And there's a lot of reasons why we should be excited about this, which we're going to get into. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely starting. That That's a done deal. The backcourt is Kylan and him. Uh, Arizona, like you said, finished second. The relationships were super strong there. That's why they landed him. I know there's NIL rumors out there. They're not true. Um, you know, the, the relationship. I like how Arizona is uh, somehow outbidding Memphis in the NIL yeah. world. The 500 grand for Jaden Bradley. No, it's right. not true. Um, and it, uh, you know, what it came down to was like Jaden Bradley's family said no to Arizona. Like Arizona said, we're going to go in home. And Jaden's dad told Tommy, no, don't need to. We we know what you're about. We know your pitch and all that. You're good. Let these other schools make their pitch, but we know what you're all about. And it turns out that what they were all about was still better than the other schools and, and relationships won out. All right. Now, a lot of people are asking how, how would the uh, the ball handling situation play itself out? Um, I, you don't worry about that necessarily in Tommy Lloyd's offense, because, again, you get the ball and you go. There's not much of the and this is where it's different than Shears guy, Sean Miller, where essentially one person was dribbling the ball up the court. They're looking to cause their they're looking to get their fast break going by throwing the ball up the court to get going right there. Both these guys are going to handle the ball a great deal. And um, they're both they're both different kind of players here. Now, our guy Kobe Thiel has some concerns, which we're going to get to. But I imagine this backcourt fitting just fine here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be if you're starting the fast break after someone scores or whatever, you're going to pass it into the nearest guy, whether right. it's Boswell or Bradley. And then when you get to the half court, you run your offense. I mean, that's that's basically what this is going to be. And it's worked before. And Tommy ran it at Gonzaga. Other schools are, are running it. Villanova's run it in the past. And I mean, it's not some new creation to, to basketball having two point guards in a system. It's going to be fine. It's unique. 
um, to Arizona maybe in recent memory, but uh, I'm not really concerned about the dynamic between Boswell and Bradley. And what I like about them both is if you're going to go with two guards, they're both they're both physically stout. They're both very well put together guys, and they're a little bit different right here. Um, to give you a, give you an example with uh, Jane Bradley. People have made the point, well, he's not a great shooter. I don't necessarily worry about that because, again, he shot 70% from the free throw line. He only shot 22 threes this past year, so it's not like there's a huge sample size. And when you look at his shot, it's not broken. It's not the, you know, the whatever I was just trying to do there. But um, I think they're going to fit in fine. And Arizona last year didn't have guys that could get into the lane. They didn't have guys that could really stress a defense. Kerr never Kerr didn't get into the lane. Ramey could, but he generally just shot threes. I think now you're going to have two guys, especially Bradley, who has the ability to get into the wing or get into the paint. I mean, I, I you know, in high school, like Jaden Bradley wasn't a great shooter, but there's nothing to say that he can improve his shooting. I mean, it's not like his form is completely broken and there's no point of return or whatever. He, he could probably be fine shooting. Um, the thing that he is very good at is getting inside the paint. Uh, again, he's one of the best in the country at drawing fouls. He's very unique to Arizona's offense and that Arizona did not have a guy like him. Uh, if you look up highlights, you'll see there's, some really impressive stuff where he gets in the paint and draws fouls, gets in the paint. And, you know, I think he had a play against Auburn where he got hammered in the paint and, and basically made a shot while falling. And, um, you know, he has talent. And what we're going to see is we're going to see a guy get in the lane consistently. And, and Arizona's offense is actually going to open up because of it. Uh, like I'm, I, what I, what I like more shooting. Yes. And I think Arizona could still, go ahead and get more shooting in the portal with another guard coming off the bench, whatever it may be. But I'm not saying, look, I don't want Jaden Bradley because he's not a good shooter because his that's his one weakness and his strengths make up for it. Yeah, and we need to also have this talk, and I'm getting this uh, comment uh, time and time again from people, and it's driving me up a wall, but that's called a tease right there. First, Circle K is making the rounds on this board. The people love Circle K. Jaden Bradley is going to love Circle K. And Jason Shear loves Circle K. Jacob Franklin loves Circle K as well. Now, it serves the people. Check it out. Toughest intersections, best intersections. You'll find the Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com dash locator to find the Circle K near you. Again, all kinds of stuff. Great uh, beer deals, polar pops, you name it. They got it. Check it out. Circle K and tap and bottle. Tap and bottle watch parties. All right. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, it, who has the highest integrity in town when it comes to a local small business? Nobody surpasses Scott and Rebecca. And again, they are downtown. Check them out. You can get four peaks there as well, or you can go to the Northwest location and get it as well. Great stuff. Again, support tap and bottle, support local. Great people right there. Great times. Okay. Now, I keep getting this comment. Well, he didn't play a lot at uh, uh, Alabama last year. First of all, he started a lot of games at Alabama, so we need to we need to bring that up as well. Alabama was also probably um, the most talented team in the country this past year with a plethora of upperclassmen guards that were going to get more minutes. Remember Javon Quinterly? He goes back to the Book Richardson era right there. That's how far back this guy goes. So, again, I don't put much stock in that. Now, again, if he wasn't playing at Rutgers, 
might have some questions. That's Alabama right there. And I know it sounds weird to say, but Alabama presently is in a little bit different league than Arizona, even though I hate saying that. Yeah, I mean, he still played at Alabama, too. Like, I mean, I, I realize that he he maybe lost some minutes as the season went on, but he was still a, a freshman playing for, at that time, the number one team in the country. I mean, Alabama was the number one team in the country for a while. I don't, I don't read much into that. Like you said, if he was a guy playing – 15 minutes at Boston College or whatever. Yeah. Or Nebraska. How about that? Nebraska will be our bottom line for all bad uh, college basketball programs. How about that? (laughs) Right. Like, then I'm concerned. But him playing 20 minutes, you know, 25 minutes a game for Alabama is kind of whatever to me. They're a good team. That's all. Right. Go. They're a good team. And again, I also like this. And I think this is an underreported fact. And it was so underreported that I put it out on Twitter. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for this. And I put it on your message boards. This gives a little position flexibility right here when it comes to Kylan Boswell going forward. Because as we talked about, um, 23-24 is going to be a good team. I think you really try to get the ones going, though, for 24-25 when you got Jamari Phillips, when you got Carter Bryant coming in. If Kylan Boswell blows up this year, and you and I have heard all the rumblings behind the scene, Boswell's camp, and again, I don't know that it's definitive, but they've always wanted him to be a two-year player, basically, and off to the NBA. They haven't really made a a huge uh, secret about that. If he leaves, that means you got Jaden Bradley right there at that point to be able to man that. This gives me a great deal of comfort that I did not have about a week ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it look, I... I always say this. You don't have to be Dude, ready. That was a great point. Acknowledge it. Yes. Well, everything you say is great, Mike. Um, <laughs> you don't have to be ready to go to, to, to play in the NBA to go to the NBA. I mean, how many right. dudes do we see declare like Dale and Terry wasn't ready for the NBA yet. He could have right. absolutely come back to college, but he did it. And, and ton of guys do that every year. Boswell may not be ready for the NBA, but for all we know, he plays this season, does pretty well and says, I'm done with college. The good thing is, like you said, if that happens, you just slide Jaden Bradley over to the one or you add another point guard and you're good. And, you know, if you miss out on Dean Thomas or Zoom Diallo, um, I still think Arizona goes and gets a point guard in 2024, whether that's the portal or otherwise. But you feel a lot more comfortable knowing that Jaden Bradley is already on the roster. I'm just going to throw down the gauntlet right now. If you were to ask me, Mike. Would you rather take Jaden Bradley now or take the chance on Zoom Diallo or Deedon Thomas? I'm taking Jaden Bradley every single day of the week, Jason Shear. Am I wrong? Ooh. You mean you're taking like, him too? Come on. Although you don't like Jaden Bradley as much as I do. Well, so no, no. Okay. Are you asking me like the chance of landing one or not landing one? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I would. You always take what you can, what you have. Like you have Jaden Bradley. You would take that. Now, if you're giving me Deedon Thomas for four years or, or Jaden Bradley, I'd probably take Thomas. All right, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull the, the great Jacob Franklin, I apologize. Could you pull up the uh, the Arizona roster for next season? Maybe Jaden Bradley's been added to this. Maybe he hasn't. But either way, we are going to surmise. All right, he has not been added to it. All good. But so you got Kylan Boswell. You got uh, Jaden Bradley right there. That's your backcourt. Both those guys are starting. Umar Ballo is starting. All three of those guys are playing somewhere between 28 to 32 minutes per game. Then you got the Swedish pinball in there. Our guy, Pella Larson, who got a G League invite, Jason Shear. Um, I would imagine Pella's back, but that is a little bit more intriguing for sure. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, I, I, I would be shocked if Pella Larson, I don't care about the G League invite. 
Uh, I, I don't I don't think he's staying. The coaches are absolutely of the belief that he's coming back. Um, maybe if he I, if he surprises everyone, he stays in, I guess. But no one's really expecting that. They're moving forward like Pella's on the roster. Um, the good thing is, you know, Jaden Bradley solidifies. We're basically one open position away now. Like Jaden right. and Kyle are starting. I know people might get upset, but Pella's starting. Umar start starting. So right now, are we now, sure that Pella's starting? Yes. What if he struggles again? Now, well then, well he's starting the season, right? But okay, fair starting. enough. <laughs> but um, so four, the four man is probably the the one position we don't know about right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, oh gosh, how will Philly B and Jaden Bradley play together? I would assume that that is a funny joke right there because I don't see. What do you see, Sheer? You had something. You had you were smirking there. What were you smirking at? Uh, I'm smirking at the level of domination that that would include. Have I you, don't know. Are you all in on Philly B? Uh, I like Philly. I think he's a nice kid. Are you all? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk up front a little bit. Um, well, no, let's talk about Boswell here for a second. People also need to get this. Just because you're not ready, just because you're not going to declare, doesn't mean that you are not actually uh, going to try to get into the NBA. I could have told you that Nico Mannion was not going to be a first-round pick. Nico Mannion, dirty dancer, watch your mouth. That is not cool right there. Um, but uh, um, Kylan Boswell also is not a guy, and I was trying to explain this to Cody James Martin, that he's not a – you don't look at him and say, man, there's a ton of untapped potential there just because of how he's built, because of how his game is. You can look at Dalen Terry and say, man, there's a lot of untapped potential right there. You don't get that with uh, um, with Kylan Boswell because he's kind of physically maxed. Yeah, he's definitely physically maxed. Now, he could become a better handler, shooter, whatever, but physically he's not growing. Uh, maybe he gets stronger, but he's he's he kind of is what he is. In that regard, which isn't a bad thing. You know, a lot of times it's a bad thing with Kylan. It's not. He's unique in that way. A lot of times you're watching high school kids and you say he's physically maxed out and you, I don't want to go near him. Boswell's the opposite. Um, but like you said, there's he, he's he kind of is what he is. Uh, we're going to find out a lot more what he is this season, I think, with a with a bigger role. But it's not like all of a sudden you're going to see a super athletic six foot eight, you know, forward because he's still growing and all that physically. What you see is what you get. All right. Arizona, Trey White. I've been on this one from day one. I want Arizona to pursue Trey White. Um, I will ask, though, because I don't know, because I haven't heard lately. Is Arizona still pursuing Trey White? Because I haven't heard anything, and that makes me nervous that they're not. I haven't heard his name come up, seriously. Yeah, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they're not. It could be secret, but I he is not one of the few names that I've actually heard. Ultimately difficult to land? Yes. Yes. I think one thing that we're going to see with this roster play out, though, is you're going to see a breed of toughness that's going to be instilled here at Arizona. I'll, the big thing that I got to give Tommy Gunn is this, is that I think he realized last year, maybe, I don't know, whenever it was, that he needs to get a tougher brand of player in here, that he needs to get not necessarily just people with muscles, but people that have a little bit of that junkyard dog. And I think you're going to continue to see that, Jason Shearer. Yeah, I, and I said this at the end of last season. It is not lost on Tommy Lloyd that they lacked athleticism and toughness last year. And that when he went and is in the portal, he may be willing to bring in a player that isn't necessarily as good on offense, but is going to raise the team 
in athleticism and defense. And it's going to be a little different. It might look a little bit different, but you're going to be more confident in this team being able to get a stop or being athletically able to compete with some of the more, you know, athletic teams in the country come tournament time or whatever it is. Andre Veras coming in here with his little jokes right here. Who is better, Dylan Anderson or Duke Brennan? Dylan Anderson. Come on. We love Duke on this show. You don't think that, though. You would take Duke. Duke, can I you imagine Duke. a Twin Towers at GCU? Oh. Duke, Duke Brennan, Dylan Anderson, and Luke War? Uh, yeah, I can imagine it because they'd be in the tournament. What is the be- what's a better front court for next year? ASU's, whoever they have, or one where you would have Dylan Anderson, Duke Brennan, and Luke War? It's pretty close, actually. I don't even know what ASU's front court is. I have no clue. I, I don't even know who's on the roster right now. Yeah, I know I they got know. The, the kid that looks like me from uh, like New Mexico Highlands or something, but yeah, yeah that's uh, that's interesting. All right, Grant Nelson, I would be very surprised. Big man out of uh, North Dakota, not coming to Arizona. Arizona's got other uh, – Arizona's got other uh, uh, pans in the fire or what is that term? Holes in the oven. I don't think that's it either. Bread in the oven. Arizona has other bread in the oven? (laughs) That's nonsense. You know Arizona played Grant Nelson two years ago? I I did know that, actually. That was uh, was intriguing, but I did did know that, actually. 97 to 45. Grant Nelson had four points. 97 to 45. He's a good player, but they're not going after him. Okay, everybody out there, Grant Nelson not coming to Arizona. Now, we're not going to mention the European guy – Guy's name, because again, we respect the wishes of others, but a lot well, of people know. Am. I'm going to say it right now. You ready? Yeah. No, I'm not. You're I didn't think you would, <laughs> but I'm, I'm on the same. I'm on the same page. When you get some stuff like that, um, you got to be able to. Uh, oh, Connor Johnson, Oregon State fan. Has oh my gosh! Entered the bill. Sure, you need to do this though, and I, I'm a, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here. You got to stop blocking people. Mute them. Because if you block, they win. Connor Johnson won when you blocked. That's all right. I won too. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, what, were we, what were we just talking about? Bread uh, in the ovens. Coals uh, in the fire. Coals in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, the big man, though, that one of the big men that Arizona would be looking at has a little bit of position flexibility. He's kind of a 3-4 type in there, but you're starting to fill up a little bit there, though. I'm not mentioning the name or anything. but um, um, yeah. yeah. I think they need a combo type of guy that could play some 3 and 4, and I think that's what they're looking for. Maybe not offensively, but defensively, a guy that can guard multiple positions. I would expect Arizona to get an athletic versatile forward and another guard um, two more players and then the international guys and that's probably it and then again a lot of this i think goes in for uh, a lot of this i think goes towards next year though with again i i don't necessarily believe that uh arizona is going to be a national title contender this year but next year you got multiple pros coming in right there and that's to me what this is about it but the thing that we've also found out about Tommy Lloyd is that he knows what he's doing, though. Whatever he's going to uh, – um, uh, all right, Connor Johnson, dude. <laughs> right. We don't know what – Don't you wish you had him block right now? 
We don't do. All right, I'm going to tell you this because he's going to keep doing this. We don't know what happened and neither do you. What the report you're seeing right now is a version of it from one side. Again, these are sealed juvenile records. You do not have the sealed juvenile records. Now, again, maybe these come out, but I can guarantee you that Connor Johnson. No, we know he admitted it. No, we don't know that. Connor Johnson. You show me that you show me the actual court documents where he admitted it. And basically in a civil case, one lawyer is going to say, you know, whatever. And like, we can't see the doc. And look like law two's lawyers, Jaden Delora's lawyers didn't respond to anything. Right. I mean, I've seen the documents. There's literally no response. Law two's lawyers, they agreed to the deal. I don't know if they thought a civil case would be brought forward or not. The civil case was brought forward, and Latu's lawyers are annihilating her. I mean, it's it's. I'm not going to repeat what they said, but they're annihilating her and basically saying it never happened and all that. I'm not doing he said, she said, especially with this type of case. I'm just saying there's well, a we, lot of this case that we don't know. We just don't know, including Connor Johnson. Okay, now um, uh, we're getting back. Now we're going to get back to uh, uh, Arizona here and uh, a program that other conferences would actually like to have join them as opposed to maybe the Mountain West. Um, but uh, – now, with Arizona, though, it's interesting because – so here's the roster breakdown. Again, you've got, already got – and Jacob Franklin, if you could pull that up one more time. Um, but here's what we got. So you got Boswell right there. You locked in. You know that he is a key rotation piece. There's one. Then you got Umar Ballo, obviously a key rotation piece, uh, locked in at two. Pella Larson locked in as a key rotation piece at three. Then you got Jaden Bradley. So you have now four guys that you know are key rotation pieces. It's going to be interesting to see what happens then with these other guys. Because, again, you're bringing in some other players, obviously. Henry, this is going to be a massive, massive offseason for big Henry Vasar. Because if Henry doesn't make that jump, you risk being recruited over a little bit. Or just maybe, maybe big Henry not quite that good. This is going to be a big yeah. year for Henry to become. He's got to get into the rotation. Yes. I, you know, and uh, he's, he's got to get in the rotation. It's that simple. I mean, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes a game, but he has to be good enough where you could trust him. It became late in the season where Tommy wouldn't even play him because the kid had no confidence and you just can't, you can't trust a player like that. And this is big boy basketball. And I, I like the international guys and they've actually, I don't want to give too much away, but I like the, international guys that they're bringing in and physically um you know they're probably more developed than henry there's a a very legit possibility that both guys they're bringing in will be better than henry and henry has to take that personally and be able to compete but we need to and i keep saying this and this is why i like the grad transfer route a little bit more we need to be able to uh, uh ascertain though that i think it's easier in the uh, transfer portal to find out what you're going to be able to get in hindsight courtney ramey probably was what we thought courtney ramey should have been if you look at texas what he looked at at arizona said henderson i thought was a little bit better but you kind of had an idea right there as far as instant impacts here and again Tommy Lloyd knows a lot about international recruiting, but as far as instant impacts go, we're batting 0 for 3 on instant impacts right now. Not saying that that's going to continue, but right now it's an 0 for 3. Yeah, I mean, Arizona is very clearly recruiting both these international players to contribute at some level. I think one of them is probably more likely than the other, but they're both predicted to contribute. If they both fail to make the rotation, 
clearly something is wrong or getting lost in recruiting or whatever it may be. And uh, it's an issue that that needs to be fixed and it's going to hurt the team. All right. Now we got a little bit of Phoenix information and news for you here as well. But first, Four Peaks. Now, um, check out Four Peaks again. Great stuff going on right there. Uh, You can get the Redbird Lager. You must be 21 and up to enjoy responsibly. But again, all kinds of really good stuff. Make sure to follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew to get the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery, all kinds of good stuff. Four Peaks, you can get it in Tempe, or you can get it here at the Tucson location right here, or uh, or not the Tucson location, but you can get it at Tap and Bottle right there because, again, Four Peaks is where it's at. And maybe many times, um, uh, many times, I do apologize. I was not at Four Peaks. Uh, I was not at Four Peaks last week. I do apologize for that. But I do live in Tucson, though. The great Jacob Franklin made up for me right there. And Fubo TV. You might say to yourself, "How can I find more Mike Luke, or what can I find to avoid seeing more Mike Luke?" It doesn't really matter which either one. You need to know about Fubo TV. You can watch Arizona Wildcats on Valley Sports uh, with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, check out the show notes and the link in the descriptions. Okay. Um, Now, let's talk a little bit now about where Arizona is. I would imagine there's going to be a couple moves that are going to be made here in the next couple weeks. I don't think you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, middle ground, right? Or middle ground. I think you're going to see a couple more moves here in the next couple weeks. I don't think Arizona's going to have eight scholarship players by this time two weeks from now. Uh, I would agree with that. But if it takes a little bit longer, please don't kill Mike and I. May 11th is when the portal closes. We're going to have a much better feel for certain things. I think Arizona is in recruiting a couple guys that are currently in the portal already. Um, I'm not sure how long they're going to drag out their process. They probably want to decide, you know, by early June, you're going to see the NBA deadline, May 30th. I I would think that you're going to see more guys start deciding, pulling out of the draft, whatever it is uh, in the next few weeks. Yes. And again, we've been saying that from day one, guys that apply for the draft or uh, try to get in the draft, Many times they come back. Again, look at Courtney Ramey last year. We should uh, we got to talk about that. Courtney Ramey decided to come back. There's going to be other guys like that because, again, you're testing the waters right now. Now, we don't expect Pella Larson to be one of those players that moves on to another school, though. No, he's not entering the portal. All right. Now we got to talk a little bit of conference. We got to talk a little bit of conference realignment right here since our friend just left. Peace. Um, now, uh. Dennis, uh, Dennis Dodd, we like Dennis Dodd a great deal on this show, but I think Dennis Dodd ran with a little bit of bad information yesterday um, about ESPN being out of it for the Pac-12. That doesn't seem to be the case. They still seem to be interested. Yeah, I like Dennis, but that was a uh, that was a cluster F yesterday because he went yeah. with that, and then the Athletic at the same time clearly had the same source, went with the opposite. Um, it's just – the reporting in the whole thing is kind of a it's kind of a mess and people ask me like why i'm not reporting stuff every day or why you're not and this is why like we're not going to report stuff unless we're super confident in it and it's not a situation where something's changing every 20 minutes it's just not right. how this works 
what I can guarantee you, though, there is that the money right, the money is not there for the deals that they want to be ha- have. Otherwise, it would have been done by now. I can guarantee you on that. Now, who knows? Maybe they find a golden parachute somewhere along there. But right now, there is not the, the otherwise the deal would have been signed. If there was something where you didn't have to go with 85 percent streaming at uh, twenty seven million dollars. Deal would have been signed already, Sheer. Yeah. I mean, look, it's going it's to be hard. $35 million, and we're going to tier one on ESPN. No, you're not. If, if that was the case, we're done. We're not discussing any of this. Um, you know, and and my guess is part of the strategy is the longer it takes, maybe the, the more likely something breaks. But I don't know. I mean, it's the longer it takes, I still think the worse it is for, for the Pac-12. Okay, now, now the worse it is for the Pac-12, i.e., staying together. Uh, no, the opposite. As in breaking up and leaving uh, Oregon State somewhere else. Yes, kick them to the curb. Yes, yes, yes. What's a more attractive entity, Oregon State or Washington State? Washington State, easily. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, now, now uh, we got to talk a little bit of U of A football recruiting. Taylor Upshaw, Angelil Tucker, our uh, Sam. I hope I got that name right. You are uh, you're you're almost in my show notes because that's where I was going there next. Arizona had a massive recruiting weekend this past weekend, and I think they made a pretty good impression right there. Yeah, uh, I believe actually Tucker and Upshaw are still on campus. Mm-hmm. They arrived yesterday. Yeah, uh, Traquan Fegans is who? I mean, look, it's Arizona, Miami, and USC. That's his list. Like, think about that. <laughs> like, Arizona, right? And he's probably going to USC, is my guess, is the rumor. But, like, Arizona's involved against those schools in a legitimate recruitment. But what's ex- what's also exciting about this, though, too, and there was a person on your message board that put this out there, is Arizona's got, like, six returning sacks and, like, two uh, returning interceptions. And one of those was by uh, – uh, Martel Irby, who is essentially the most uh, uh, accomplished player coming back. So again, while you got some players on there, this is also you've got a lot of time to be able to sell. And I think what's also intriguing about it, not only having a lot of time to sell, but you know that you're not going to be on a dumpster fire of a team. They, uh, I know that they love Upshaw. Um, right. You know, Matt Doherty, the recruiting coordinator, actually recruited him out of high school at Miami. There's a couple of coaches that know him from his time at Michigan. They love the kid. Like, I would expect him to come in. If he doesn't start, he's playing a ton of snaps right away. There's relationships. He's 23 years old. Um, they think he he would be absolutely fantastic in the Pac-12. Jaleel Tucker is actually being recruited for the offensive side of the ball. I was going to say, he's on the offensive side right there. But so. He lectured it. So he's got four years. So they could easily put him on offense and be like, you know what? We like you at corner. We're going to move you back there. They're basically taking him as as an athlete. Fegans is is you know as good as they come coming out of high school. Uh, they are they they know what they're doing. Let's just say that. I'm going to use a Bill Parcells quote right here. He didn't actually tell me this quote. I read this quote. Believe it or not, I don't know Bill Parcells. Um, but he said, "Always look at somebody that was highly rated because at one point." A lot of people thought something of them, and sometimes you can get guys like that that uh, otherwise would not be um, otherwise would not be looked at. Now, um, let's see here. If you could pull up uh, Jacob Franklin, 
if you could pull up that pass catcher uh, chart that we have right here for uh, U of A players right here, we need to talk about this a little bit because there could be some names. We already got Tanner McLaughlin. We got Jacob Cowling. We got T-Mac. Now, there's been multiple names that have been thrown out here as well, but obviously the big one is Monta Montana Lamonius Craig. Great name. Um, he, you obviously take him, but I also don't love taking him because I think that takes away from some of the players on the roster. What I need from Tommy or Tommy Lee, what I need from Jed Fish, if they do recruit him, I need them to be able to go and play more than three wide receivers, then I can rationalize it. But if you're only playing three wide receivers, it starts to worry me. Yeah, and, and the thing is, he changes the whole dynamic because Cowing was in the slot. I'm uh, sorry, was on the outside the entire spring. Right. Montana's 6'2", 6'3". He's on the out. So does he go to the outside and then you move Cowing to the slot? That, right. You know, after it. And so, I mean, maybe it works for me. But to me, I would just leave the wide receivers alone. Clearly – they think Montana would be really good. They're not recruiting mediocre wide receivers. They're well, only I mean, let's be honest. He is really good. And I also, right. you, know, you know what's funny about this? I'm actually, I love the Dion hire. I'm, uh, and if I'm Colorado, I make it a million times out of a million. But some of the stuff he's saying, I don't really like. Like, he's like, well, you know, I love some of the kids more than other kids. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's if something. I, was a parent, I mean, I am a parent, but if I was a parent of a recruit, uh, I wouldn't send my kid to play for Dion. And and it's because Dion has basically showed, like we talked to you, the last show, Tommy Lloyd said he'll never give up on a kid. Dion's right. giving up on you after your, your second bad rep. Right. <laughs> like that's, and, 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 and that's not what you want in a head coach. And that will absolutely be used against him on the recruiting trail. As it should right there. As it should. Now, you know something that you can never use against somebody on the recruiting trail? Illegal Pete's. Because everybody likes Illegal Pete's. There's nothing controversial about Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's delicious ingredients and customizable options are the best way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. To book your catering order, head to catering.illegalpete's.com. Again, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, beer, you name it, hosting a graduation party or whatever, get a burrito box right there. And... Um, Again, very good stuff. Now, uh, B-Cat right there, very good stuff. Um, offensive line, I am totally okay with the starting offensive line. It is after the offensive line where I get a little bit nervous. It gets a little bit hazy for me. Love Jordan Morgan. I think he's going to be just fine. Wherever they put Savanea, he's going to be a beast. Wendell Moe, happy la birthday last week, Wendell Moe, by the way. Josh Baker, he's solid. Not great, but he's solid. Um you got an open spot right there. But if you have big Jonah at right tackle, I think it's easier to slide a guard in there. After that, though, the depth starts to worry me a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd like to Arizona to add uh, another offensive lineman. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that Jonah's staying at tackle, which is fine. Go out and, and get, you know, a backup or a guard or something. I'm not sure. There's probably some, some secret movement we don't know about. But uh, I am perfectly fine with the starting offensive line. I think it's really good, actually assuming Jordan Morgan is healthy and recovered and all that. But like you mentioned, it's – and there's a lot of offensive lines this way, but um, it feels like they're one injury away from being just um, battered, like not nearly as good as the starting unit. 
<laughs> all right. Um, Jason Shear, all right, we wanted to break down the whole JDL thing. We don't know exactly what happened. Again, we're gonna we'll keep you up to date on that as more details come out. But Jaden Bradley, this was a very, very good get for the University of Arizona. Again, a guy who will come in immediately. He'll be able to get in the lane, provide some defensive toughness right there. Two things that Arizona didn't really have last year, and you get a multi-year player out of it as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have any complaints. And, you know, I, I, I maybe I don't like his shooting very much. But, again, you weigh the positives versus the negatives, and it is very clear there are a lot more positives to landing him. All right. Jason, to your work, they find you before we sign off. Uh, wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter or at Circle K or I don't know what's illegal Pete's or at Pete's or at illegal Pete's OGs Octane yeah. Raceway and Mavericks and again yeah, uh, uh, um, TLN we will uh, we we will get there there are some I know I know I know it's it. it I, I can't give any hints right now, but again, we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to give those in the future, right there. How about uh, how about that, Sheer, for not giving away anything? What? Just that I did a really good job right there because I'm. Oh, well, oh yeah, no, it's new. This is big for Mike. Mike keeping secrets is very big. Very not easy for me, but if you know you what? I'm gonna someone. Don't tell Mike where the. I mean, wait, what? Right. Or, but if you're going to tell me, though, make sure that it's either at Illegal Pete's where we're already having a few four peaks to wash it away and nobody will remember. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Mike Luke. That's Jason Shear. Um, Again, we're we're cool with back and forth chatter, guys, but this this was obnoxious today. Um, If you want to have back and forth, we're not going to speculate on stuff we don't know. So, again, otherwise you're going to go. Because, again, I've never done that, but this was annoying today. Now, on on that note, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, making everything work, making everything much cooler than me. And TLN, we will talk with you tomorrow, as, oh, Jim Rosborough tomorrow. And then Carter Bryant and Deshaun, or uh, Sean Bryant as well. Very excited about that. Big time. (laughs) All right. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.